previously on Box Cutters. Peter Rose thought that's so creepy. <laughs> taking any care for his microphone levels. He sounded very let the blood run free in that. Remember that show? Oh, I used to yeah. love that show. <laughs> Dang, it was so I, was, good. I must have been ten. It was like choose your own adventure. Remember? That's right. You could mm. pick which way the storyline would go for next week. Surely that was groundbreaking at the time. I think it must have been. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Good evening, viewers, and welcome to Box Cutters episode 352. My name's Brett Cropley. In the studio tonight, to my right, Marion Blythe. Hello. Rachel Howe. Hey. And Dave Lawson, right. welcome it's to, good to be Box back. Cutters 2.0. I wasn't sure if you are going to go for the episode 2, being the new Box Cutters, or it's 350. You're continuing. May as well. Continuing. It's a good number. 352. Good number. Yep. yep. Uh so we finished up uh, with Josh on 350. Yep. And also had our eighth birthday in between 350 and 350. Yeah, I really thought he'd go the eight 356. That's a year. That's how many years in he? 365. <laughs> 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 what? That's why. Those oh, are all my the year, God. The days of the year you remember. What? How many days are in a week? <laughs> Is it? There was a standard 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 year. between six and nine. No, that's 356. 356. <laughs> Days a year. Brett, can you find the song by <laughs> it was like some nineties R and B three sixty five days a year, twenty four yeah. days, seven days. That's the only way I remember. That's, That's very days. educational. Yeah. So yeah, he didn't he didn't like do a whole year of podcasts to listen back to. Uh no, not no why um, we would have been close. Yeah. We would have been close. We had some specials. Yeah. We we would do uh our our special Alpha and Charlie and Bravo. They weren't those. Can I just say it's lovely to be back? It's great and to have you I back. don't miss him at all. <laughs> I don't. Didn't know he's gone. There is some angry, grumpy-looking guy over there in the corner. Who is that? That's uh, our angry old man. <laughs> he's gonna grumpy. Be, he's he's going to be coming uh, on like the mic. Ball of rage, on. just sitting there <laughs> for a uh, a little bit of a rant about. His temples uh, are pulsing. <laughs> they are. They actually are. He's very red. I'm actually getting some heat off him. <laughs> From here. I think it's a chemical process that he needs to like just he's, he's warm about to up go. to. <laughs> he's yeah. about to go. It's yeah. he, he's shaking the camera though a little bit for the video podcast, mm. uh, which is uh, making things tricky now that we're visual. Yeah. It's weird. There's no comeback there. Anymore, yeah, you were waiting for there me is to no say video yes. podcast. Oh, is there, is, there, is there a video it's podcast, awesome. or are you just Wait, still joking about that? I, that what? I'm being filmed right now. Yeah. I hate that. Oh. Stop that, <laughs> Brett. I think it'll we be did not sign any disclosures or anything. I signed nothing. Brett's just checking to see if it's actually going. It is still rolling. It's going. It was hidden there. I can see it now. Hello. Hang on. So all that pre-show banter about pornography and it's all um, on the video podcast. I, I've, I've got the source material. I'm not sure mm. where we're going to end up. We're going to be, gonna be It's not lived. No, it's not live. That's not live. Also, uh, due to some net connection, connect failed errors, I haven't been able to uh, set up the live audio feed. It'll happen. I tried two computers. I don't know if it's the network here at Triple R or if something else is going on. It's the internet. It is the internet. I actually can't say that that without doing that voice. It's the same as the future. (laughs) I can't say the future (laughs) without saying it like that. Foxcutters is all about television. The future sometimes as mm-hmm. well. Uh, on this week's show, we've got a review of Ray Donovan, the new Showtime uh, series with Leo Schreiber. Uh, we've got some bad reality. 
I think that's that's almost a redundancy there. I think mm. uh, talking about reality TV isn't it all bad? Do you I know? know I was I was I was thinking we could talk about like the worst reality contestant of the week. Then I realised that they're all awful, and we'd be better off talking about the best reality contestant of the week. But there isn't one, so we're just gonna talk. <laughs> We've got uh, Taddy's angry old man. Oh, that's him. <laughs> that's that ball of anger there. <laughs> Uh, we, we are we are we having Marion's uh, crush of the week? Yeah, 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 yeah. We are excellent. That's very exciting. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you what to watch this week, and uh, then we've got some say what coming at us say from what our fact checker over there on microphone number two. That's me. It's going to be a big show. But as always, let's kick things off with the box cutters news. We've had a, uh, a bit of an announcement today, uh, being Monday, from uh, the world of Channel 10 News, is it, Marion? Yep, 10. So, 10 star reporter Hamish MacDonald has quit the network after three years. Um, so, I, I assume that Andy's not happy about that. <laughs> mm. Hamish and Andy. <laughs> That's actually what I thought. That's what I, when I saw it and then went, no, he's that other guy. He's going on a holiday. He's going on holiday. Yeah. I obviously uh, don't watch Channel 10 News enough to know who exactly Hamish I didn't, McDonald yeah. is. Yeah. No, and, and also three years seems really short to be for everyone to be so up in arms about it. Is he becoming a bit of a big deal? Because did he win something once? Is he... I don't know, but his, his Twitter profile is so glamorous. It's a really glamorous picture. Is it like those Hamish old Mc... MySpace backgrounds with the sparkly No, it's graphics? like a proper... Glam I think shot. he might have won some journalism thing once. Maybe he's on the way up. Maybe, maybe he won something. We'll look into that. He's, he might be on the way up, and maybe he's just he's feeling feeling some heat and decided to. Yeah, but that see awful it. woman who presented today tonight won a Walkley. Like suddenly, Walkley's not all that um, reputable. <laughs> the, the brand has been devalued <laughs> yes. by the people they're giving them to. Yeah. God damn it! If only we had some respectable journalists that could actually take out our uh, national journalism awards. So it doesn't say where he's going to. He's just he's going on a holiday. Interesting. The Nine Network uh, has deigned to uh, actually follow the recommendation of an ACMA uh, decision after they uh, screened an appalling story about an all-Asian mall uh, some time ago. They are uh, going to make a statement on the show. Um, and this is the first time a commercial tabloid current affairs program has agreed Two issues, such wow. an wow. on-air statement. It's it's so nice of them to actually agree to do something that the industry watchdog has basically told them to do, and interesting that nobody else ever has. Mm. So what's so what's so different about this time? So, you know, I mean, they. I, I'm assuming that they've targeted you know thousands of people over time, and you know. Why? Why have they suddenly decided to make an apology? Maybe, maybe Pauline Hanson, who was uh, apparently in that original story, isn't so much the uh, the taste ah. of the. What they could do is they they're just going to air the story again and just take the word "all" out of it. So it's not an. They'll say, "Look, look, it's not an all Asian <laughs> shopping centre. It's just an Asian shopping centre." We're sorry if we misled you. What was the story? They were upset <laughs> that it, 
what was was what was wrong with they, uh, were they were they were claiming a mall in suburban Sydney had been given an Asian makeover. Dave. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't make a reality TV show out of that mm. uh, to target the growing Asian population. Mm. Uh, reported that shopkeepers, shopkeepers were being told to make way for other retailers who were targeting the area's growing Asian community. I've got the same problem with Little Burke Street. Really? <laughs> In Melbourne. <laughs> what do they call it? Chinatown? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> How dare they? I know. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Delicious. Um, Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> 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 uh, just in a, a couple of programming notes uh, coming up, Chris Lilly is back with a, a new show, Jamais, Private School Girl, uh, which I, I assume is a co-pro. Do you know anything about who's actually putting it together? Look, it's going to be on HBO in the HBO, States. HBO, I think BBC. Um, it's Jamais. It's all Jamais. I don't know a whole lot about it. It's just... Based on Jermay, this one? Yeah. Is there yeah. any other characters announced? Uh, no, I, I believe that it's all about her. Right. And uh, I, I read something fleetingly over the week, uh, Chris Lilly saying that uh, she's a really interesting character that he wanted to go back to. Mm. I assume she'll be have, have done with high school and, uh, and out in the real world. Well, yeah, I wonder if she's finished school and I wonder if Mr. G's still there. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but... Um yeah, but that's good. I think that just HBO and BBC let him do his thing. So that's going to air in the US from the 24th of November. Uh, not as yet an announced Australian air date. And uh, there's a follow-up to ABC's A Moody Christmas. Were you guys <gasps> Yes. I loved A Moody Christmas. Uh, which has begun filming in Sydney. It's uh, titled The Moody's, and it's a little uh, eight-parter. That uh, is following the family as we saw in the movie Christmas. That's I love great. Patrick Bremel in that. Oh, show. I love him. He's in everything at the moment, mm. and I love it. He's very good. There's uh, also some new cast members that are joining the show, including Sasha Haller, mm. Ryan Core, who mm. uh, do you know from Fact Pack to the Rafters? Mm-hmm. Yep, and Johnny Pazvolsky, who apparently is from Home and Away. Wow. Underbelly and Mr. and Mrs. Murder. Oh, that guy. I've yeah. often wondered with Underbellies if criminals now call up the producers of Underbelly just when they're about to commit a crime and ask them if this is going to suit their next storyline. <laughs> and say, look, I'm about to co- commit a, a crime. It's on a bridge. And they go, no, don't do bridges. Bridges are hard to shut down for filming. Can you move it somewhere else? If you could put it in an alleyway. <laughs> alleyways are great. Easier. Look, we yeah. love alleyways. Don't make it at night time. Night time shoots are expensive. If you can do it midday, that'd be great. So if the criminals are checking... They must, some of them must go through, oh, this is going to make an underbelly. Then it's even more daring yeah. crime. It's in broad daylight. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, you know, John Sylvester could be uh, taking a consultancy uh, <laughs> role in, in all of that. Who knows? I'm not sure these days. I think it's yeah. like how many topless girls are involved. Yeah. Are you surrounded by topless girls? All right. Look, I'm, there's none, but I can get some in if that's going <laughs> to help, help with the shoot. Yeah. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hi. I'm really lucky to be the guest of this funny, sexy, gorgeous-looking man and that lady over there. This is Peter Rosethorn, and you're listening to The Box Cutters. Yeah, Deontay, what's up? About the caveat? I got a strange female in the bed with me. All right, what's the problem? She want money? Nah, man. What the fuck you think she did? Did you kill her? No! I didn't even fuck her! All right. Put your fingers on her neck and feel for a pulse. I can't do that. Do it now, Deontay. If she's still breathing, we need to save her life. I can't. 
What if she passed? You think you're the first person I've dealt with woke up in bed with a dead body. Take your fingers and feel for a pulse. Her home. She dead, dog. She, oh shit, man. I don't even know her, man. I met her last night. I don't do drugs, I'm an athlete. Listen to me. Don't touch anything. Don't call anyone. I'm sending someone over now. I just signed an $80 million endorsement, cuz. TMZ was following me around last night. Calm down. I'm on it. Just sit tight. Yeah. Uh, we have a situation at the caveat. Deontay Brown's in bed with a dead girl. I think she overdosed. Get over there and hold his hand. See what's what. Okay, I'm on it, Raymond. Yeah, boss. Lena, honey, get over to the office now. I'll call you back in 10 minutes when I'm on the road. The Auntie Brown's at the caveat with a dead girl. I hate it when that happens. Okay. Hey, I gotta leave. Dress, let's go. Yeah. You got it under control? So far, so good. Okay, you're the boss. Lena, what's up? I called our plant at the TMZ. Nothing but anything but Deontay or the caveat. Good. Get me Lee Drexler. Lee, where are we with the Tommy Wheeler thing? His career's finished. That's where we are. Guy has a $200 million heterosexual movie coming out in a month. Picks up a tranny on Sunset Boulevard. Can you get him into your office now? Ten minutes or so? I got an idea. We can kill two birds with one stone. The Donovans are an Irish-American family from Boston, torn apart by abuse at the hands of Catholic priests. The patriarch, Mickey Donovan, is released from prison after 20 years in the opening scenes of this show, and he has some old scores to settle on his way to California, where the family has relocated. Ray Donovan is a renowned fixer-slash-heavy, on-call and working for Hollywood's rich and famous. He's reluctantly violent, preferring to properly fix something, if at all possible. But if not, he'll take action with deadly force. He's a sharp-dressing man that drives fast in his expensive car, working with an experienced team to jump on trouble wherever it comes up. He also has a wife and two kids who complicate matters with their needs and troubles they get into. The other brothers spend most of their time in the family's boxing gym, Donovan's Fight Club, F-I-T-E Club, <laughs> training or horse playing or avoiding dealing with their real issues. When Mickey arrives in town, trouble follows for the family. Mickey is a manipulative man with an ego that rules him and makes him stupid at times. Uh, Liev Schreiber plays Ray Donovan, while John Voigt channels a mix of Christopher Walken and Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos as Mickey. Uh, there are smaller roles for Elliot Gould as Ezra, the head of Ray's agency, and later James Woods as an old adversary of Mickey. It has lots of, uh, lots of Boston kind of bravado and, and brash with, uh, what, uh, get me, get off me, you perverts. This is uh, created by Anne Biderman, who was also the creator, who was also the creator and executive producer of Southland. The show airs on Showtime in the US and broke cable viewer figure records when it premiered. I think Ray Donovan is a thrilling show with great depth of characters. It looks good, and I cannot wait to see more. And that's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. Marion. I didn't did you love like, it like it. Did? I didn't like Why? it. 
Because it's like, what the... There's too much shit going on in that show. Like, there's the priest storyline and there's the sister who... Uh, don't spoil suicide. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Commits suicide and there's, like, the daughter and the rapper. There's the rapper. There's the transsexual woman there's like there's too many characters there's too many stories i could didn't it, i'm glad that like we were reviewing it because i didn't even know what the fuck he was he was like i didn't mm. i'm not you didn't even, understand <laughs> what the show was from the yeah, title like, of the what, show uh, yeah and it just it bothered me you know mm. like it was mm. they all talk like this like i don't know well, it's more of Boston. No, they're thing, from so Boston. Yeah, so that's more than and, New York. Yeah, right. Uh, South yeah, Boston. You smell. do it, damn it. Cheers. South Boston. I can't do it. I can't do Boston. I can't do it. Uh, but uh, I haven't been to Boston since I was two, so that's my excuse. Um, for, for a bad accent. <laughs> yeah, that's my excuse for my entire bad accent. I, I'm Australian. Because I was in Boston excuse. when I was two. Um yeah, I entirely disagree with your assessment, Marion. Oh, controversy. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great show. Um, I was... It took me a little while to get into it. I have to say the first couple of episodes, I wasn't sure. I thought that the characters were unlikable um, because they're so... Uh, well, especially the the, the, t- the title character, Ray, is very emotionally closed off and violent, and uh, he seems very inaccessible at first. But I think that by midway through the second episode, I was beginning to warm to him because he has these small elements to his character that, that, that begin to show that he, he actually has some depth to him I, 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 and that he, he has... The, the thing that's interesting about him, to me, like one of the things that's interesting about him is that he has this real complex about uh, being a saviour towards women and, and this is constantly coming up that you know probably a lot of the backstory is because his sister died and he couldn't save her and he feels this responsibility for his family because his father wasn't really in the picture um, so he sort of became the patriarch in the family and t- he takes care of his younger brothers he took care of his sister but he wasn't able to save her she, she died in tragic circumstances and, and now every time that he, he meets a woman who's in trouble he has this, this need to, to sort of become a hero and save her and in the second episode um, having said that it's yes. his job it's his job to fix things however um, in the second episode, we see a situation in which he doesn't have to help someone, mm. um, where he's he actually can, there. Yeah. yeah, where he's actually there to shut this person's plans down. So what happens is that one of his clients, because he's a fixer and he goes around and helps these big shots in Hollywood, and you know when when they're getting blackmailed or something like that, and and one of his clients is getting blackmailed by um, a, a transsexual woman, because yeah, the guy's a, a movie star and. He doesn't want to to be known that he had sex with a transsexual. So this transsexual woman's trying to extort money out of him because she has a video, and Ray basically comes in, roughs her up a bit, and says, forget it. 
you're not getting the money. But then later on in the episode, we find that Ray actually goes about extorting the money from someone else and then gives it to her because he cares about her. And well, that was almost the cost for, for him doing the mm. job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that was really beautiful. And it is, like I did yeah. like those little aspects and where I think there's like a little, like there's little scenes where like there's a bug on the thing and he, instead of killing the bug, he lets the bug out the window kind of thing. Like little hints of him being... Yeah, that he he's got a heart of gold. Being a caring no. person. A heart of gold. He's so yeah. fucking broody. Like, just smile, why don't you? <laughs> you know? And there was it's like... Uh, it's just painful Bastard. to watch. It's like too much. It's too much. I don't think he does have a heart of gold, though. I mean, there's bits of it, but his job he's isn't conflicted. a job of someone with a heart of gold. I mean, yeah. In the first, let's say, the first minute of the first the pilot episode, yeah. mm. we're on Mickey coming what? out of prison. Oh no, no, Mickey coming out of prison. It's a bit yeah. later when his first fix-it job, where he has to turn up to a hotel room. Yes, I think I'm not going to spoil anything. There's the big Hollywood star is found with yeah, yeah, yeah. someone in the bed. And she's not. Breathing. There's a problem. She's not breathing. He's got, got a come, problem. He's got to come fix it. Doesn't care about her. Just worries about the. His his job is not worrying about other people. It's just worrying about himself and these people who are who are despicable. He's a professional. He's a professional, but I. I Does it make you not I, like him? Really, I think it's very interesting that there. I believe that there's a direct link in um in the first episode where it actually cuts between the image of the the dead girl to his uh, picture of his sister. Like he's actually. There, there's actually a psychological link that's made between this dead girl that he sees. Like, sh- she shows, like, an image of her shows up later, and he's having nightmares about it. I mean, I actually think that he's. He is very affected by it, but he doesn't show it in the moment. Mm. And it actually shows his, his inner. Um, you know his inner sort of visual monologue later on in the show. So I actually don't disagree. you didn't you hate that that dream sequence? I, that I, dream I sequence was so tacky I, and cliched, and it even had like the strings and shit in the background. Like I was, I was very happy that didn't become a, a, a staple of the show. There was, there was some, only one dream sequence, but there's lots of tackiness no, about there, it. Like the, two, the camera so, shots, the sweeping so camera far. shots and stuff. Like they're trying to be like all oh, artsy and creative, and it's just so. You tacky. didn't like the look of it with that? No. Didn't appreciate that. No, Dave. I liked all the performances. I thought that, that was great. I and I'm going to admit, I only did watch two episodes. I was <gasps> I watched the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting through the second one, going, oh, I don't know if I can watch another one. But then it got to the end of episode two. Yeah, and it was really. I just was running out of time. But there, yeah. there's a bit of a there's a storyline. The storyline does interest me with the why the family's like that, that yes. and how they're going to yeah. get revenge on the church. Also, yeah. Having having only watched two episodes, you, you, you're not you haven't yet uh, had the reveal of what the over series story. Right. Well, what is, is the be. main narrative? Is it the church? Is it family versus the church, or is it the no. is it, um, it's no. Ray versus his dad? Uh, well, there's a lot of Ray versus his dad, but but the major yeah. complication is the feds. Yeah, oh. I, I shouldn't say anymore. Right, yeah, right. Not yeah. The, 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 it was the end of the last one, and I mm. think you know when. Ray, there's a little smirk comes across his face, mm. and I thought, I can't, actually, I do want to watch this one now, um, but it was mm. running out of time, so I probably will give it go back and try and get hold yeah. of it somehow. But the first one was like, mm. second one was like, oh, uh, yeah. I've got to say, I'm up to episode six or seven, and 
it really took me a while to get into it. Like the first couple of episodes, I really wasn't sure whether I enjoyed it or not. But um, by the time that I was at the end of the third episode, I really wanted to see what was going to happen next. Also, I think in the third episode, the, the, the score changed significantly. It became kind of a lot more old school soul and I R&B noticed that too yeah, yeah and I was I like really finally there's some that. good yeah. sound like that's, um, that's yeah. right there, there was a bit of colour added when he met yeah. the neighbours mm. with the rappers and stuff yes yeah. what about other sort of ho- Hollywood fix it stories are they in there because I, I imagine some of them must be based there must be they must be pretty happened. close to the bone maybe uh. a few of them so are there any other Stories because in it they've got the the young Disney style star yeah, who's and got problems ama- yeah, and then they've the got the small. big Hollywood yeah. star who's emancipated youth as yeah, well. Yeah, there's a young there's a young rapper who who you know sort of wants to get. Which are there more of those stories as you get, move through, Rachel? Uh, yeah, there are. I well, let me see what. Uh, as far he has to, as I can he has remember, to fix something for Ezra at one point and there's there's a kind of mini plot line through there where right, he's going yeah. to be off the rails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, as far as I can't remember that many Hollywood fix-it stories, but they it, they seem to actually carry through the characters that are introduced in the beginning, and you, you you're continuing to see a line um, connecting all of them. So yeah, I thought that they were just going to disappear and they weren't going to show up again, but they actually a, do. There was a paparazzi-related uh, story in in the ninth episode, which was where I got up okay, to. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that far. That, where where the the star was all drunk and out of control. Oh, and so okay. Had yeah. to straighten him up for the Kids' Choice Awards that night, well, really, and also deal with these photos. I want okay. to. Just, I I still want to figure out what's going on without giving away too much between Tommy Wheeler and the son. Yeah, I thought that was creepy. Uh, yeah. What is going on there? Yeah. So, and I thought maybe that it was. Um, see, that's another massive cliche and a dangerous mm. one as well to portray. Like, oh, he's gay, so he likes young boys. Like, I just thought, like, as soon as they shot, had that shot of him in the pool. With the kid, I was like, "Really? They're gonna do that? Serious?" Mm. Well, they're from Boston. It's just so yeah. tacky. It's tacky. This, it's this tacky. is a cultural consideration that, that yeah. this family is going to be dealing with. Also, having been abused as young kids. Yeah, um, yeah right. but yeah, I yeah, think okay. there's a different. No, I think Marianne actually has a good point because. I think there's a difference between um, portraying them ha- being homophobic and with the show itself actually being a cliche about how gay people are all pedophiles. Mm. But and I, Tommy Wheeler's even sa- even says to Ray, I can't help myself, like, and he goes to sex addict like rehab and shit. Yeah, but I, I actually think that I... I've I've seen clues that the sh- to me that that say that the show isn't homophobic. Some of the characters are, mm. but I don't think yeah, that the, the show dad is a little bit. Like. Oh yeah, he's, he's clearly yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as well as being racist, but, even though yeah. he's got a black son. You know, yeah. it's it's interesting that that the father may come across that way, but then at other times he actually says things that in mm. his own extremely. Um, uh, Inappropriate way. He's One actually way. accepting his, his advice of, of to gay his, people. His advice yeah. to his grandson. Mm. It's like if yeah. your friend wants to suck you off, you do that. It's fine. A it's, mouth is a mouth. Yeah. But if he wants to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just just don't let him do you in the in the ass because then sick. you get sick. <laughs> that was his only <laughs> really problem with bad. it. It wasn't because it was gay. It was because you know he, he spent twenty years in prison. Yeah, problem. so it's just fair. Yeah. You know, fair enough. That's probably true in prison. Yeah. But I have to say, I really loved the brother with Parkinson's. Um, yes. Character. He's my favorite character. Love him, and yeah. I love the actor that plays him as well. Like he's, he's yes. an English actor. Any, any Marsan. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Wonderful. What's he been in? I don't... Um, oh, he's been in a lot of... St- I mean, mm. I just know this off the top of my head because I'm a big fan of Eddie Marsan. Um, but he was in The Disappearance of Alice Creed. Um, he was in Happy Go Lucky. He was in The Illusionist with uh, Edward Norton. He was in... Oh, he was in um, uh, that uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with... Um, you know, oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Young. Yeah, like he's he's been in a lot of stuff and he's English, mm. but he can do a lot of different accents. Like he can do sort of a posh English accent or mm. a more Cockney accent. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and, really and, and his yeah. kind of sub story has been really interesting mm. with the, the, the romantic uh, yeah. connection yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah and, and I really like Brooke Smith as well. And I don't know if anyone would recognize her, but she actually um, was. Who, she was. Is that the date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually was one of um, the victims of uh, Buffalo Bill in uh, the uh, the Silence of the Lambs back Whoa. in. Whoa, yeah, that but is also, I just, obscure fact. Also, I, I know I, lots of weird, obscure things about actors. I, just, I haven't seen that, but I recognise her from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, is she in Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. I didn't know that. Right. I also saw her in, in um, uh, an obscure version, like a film version of Uncle Vanya, in which she played across um, Wallace Shawn, and it was really amazing. But um, like no one else has ever seen that movie, but it was really good. Yeah, I think she's great. Are you going to uh, continue watching, Mary? I would. I would if I had a spare. If I had the spare time, is I would continue watching it just for. That guy's just for the brother, the brother's character. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I would agree. He's my favourite character for too. the there, fact that Lieb, whatever yeah. his name is, there seems is to be a lot of female hotness for Lieb Schreiber. He's a what? little bit sexy. Yeah. Is it because he's... Is he? Like, he's not super sexy. I don't find him attractive in this show, but, but he's sexy everywhere is else. He? Is he? The man in the moon, he was really, really attractive in mm. that. See, see oh. to Dave and I, it doesn't make any oh, sense. See, no, this is the thing about Lee Schreiber. Like, to me, he's usually, like, a sweet, nice boy. Like, he's not he's not usually, like, a big, rough dude. Like, he's, he plays, like, the sort of the long-suffering husband in The Man on the Moon, and he sort of gets, you know, he gets his wife back in the end, and he romances her, and it's beautiful, and I'm like, oh, yay, I want to be married to Lee Schreiber in that movie. He's wonderful. And then also... Um, he was in this movie called The Day Trippers, like, from the 90s. It was, like, an indie movie. That was the first thing I saw him in. I had this huge crush on him when I was young. And um, and he plays this sort of neurotic New Yorker, and, you know, he's kind of very Jewish and neurotic, and he's adorable. And, yeah, so I just – I never thought of him as this big, beefy kind of tough guy, like, because he's – he, to me, he generally plays these sensitive guy roles, and he's cute. Yeah, see, I wasn't mm. finding him yeah. attractive throughout the show, but at the box cutter's rule of three, mm. so I had to get to the end of three episodes. Yeah. And at the end of three episodes, I was rewarded with a sexy sex scene. Yeah, you do get to see, so like, I him was, topless. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Nice. and then I went, oh, yeah, he's <laughs> right, actually. Mm. But he's not, like, ripped or anything. He's not, like... He's, he's a bit like, ripped, is he? yeah. Maybe by episode three, by mm-hmm. episode two. He, he could, he could, he could <laughs> get a bit more shape if he he's a, a fixer slash fighter. Maybe I... I have different standards for what I think is an attractive male Absolutely. body, but Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> I um, I've got to, I've got so I got through two episodes. Maybe I'll go for a third. Based on I like that Hollywood fix it stuff. I thought it'd be a bit more fun. It's a bit heavy. I don't mind heavy stuff, but maybe it's a bit too heavy for yeah. me. I might not if it came on telly. If episode three came on telly, I might go. Oh, great! It's on. Mm. Might not be wasting any more um, postage Netflix. from any from your friend yeah. Yeah. postage Netflix yeah. credit or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh, on it. I've got to say, like, I know I'm nerding out about actors here, but there's so yeah, John Voight, 
is he's pretty incredible. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is incredible, and I I love his character. He's very very funny. He's a he's a horrible man in the show, mm. but he's very very funny, and he has some of the best lines. I I think for me the favorite. Like my favorite horrible, horrible Mickey moment was um, when he goes in to support his son when mm. there's a he, his son was sexually abused by a priest. Such so, an abuse survivors. Support yeah, group. so he he goes to a sexual abuse survivors group, and his father comes with him, and then his father's the reaction joke. is to just yeah start telling dirty jokes about priests sexually abusing. <laughs> <laughs> Really jokes. Yeah, yeah, and and they ask him to leave, obviously, but it's it's one of the most uncomfortable scenes that I've seen in in a TV show mm. in quite a long time. But it is actually strangely funny as well. It's horrible. It's sad. And it's funny at the same time that he would be so much off on another planet that he's not connecting at all to what's going on around him. Anyway, but I like um, I like not liking characters. Yeah, like, like I don't have to like a character. I quite of course. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoy unlikable characters. Mm. Were you really hoping that that he'd get locked up because the guy back in Boston? Mm. Or did you get that far that far through? No, no, no. It's all. Oh, see, I don't need to watch anymore now. Mm. Yeah. Because that was the that's the cliffhanger of the episode three. I actually uh, put off getting into this series. Uh, I'd, I'd had episodes for for a number of weeks and I'd watched the first episode and then hadn't gone on. And I'm so glad that I did go on. And now I'm I'm totally hooked. And mm. there's a second season that's mm. uh, that's right. been signed up. Okay. that'll be on air next year. Uh, yeah. And they're they're showing more than one a week at the moment on Showtime in the states. So is it still going strong there? There's two more episodes to go to air over there and uh, locally here in Australia it airs on Foxtel on the Showcase channel at 8.30 on Tuesday nights. Hi, I'm Tim Ferguson and I listen, they listen and you should listen to Box Cutters. They're sharp, they're small and you can take over your own jumbo jet with them. Box Cutters. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about reality TV and I, I I thought... Anything specific? Well, I'm a reality TV junkie, right? And so I watch a lot of it, which is wrong and And there bad, is a lot on it. And moment, it makes me cynical and hate the world. Um, but The Bachelor, The Australian Bachelor particularly, particularly is making me hate on my own sex, actually, because the women are really disappointing in The Bachelor. Have any of you guys been watching The Bachelor? I have seen maybe two episodes. Right. So, I, I sat through the first episode. Yeah. So the point of The Bachelor is there's a, a young man who, well, a, a man who is um, a, an eligible bachelor. He's good looking, tall, dark, handsome. And there are, is it 30 women? I think there's... 25 or 30. Yeah, and they have to um, vie for his, like fight for his affections um, through a series of stupid tasks. Really dumb tasks. The episode I saw the other day, they were going down a sand dune on like a skateboard thing that was like a skateboard without wheels. So Like, yeah. like a snowboard. Thanks, like a, a snowboard. Snow yeah, <laughs> cheers. And they were just getting sand up their ass. Like it wasn't, it was just the stupidest task Was ever. it like a J- Japanese game show? Yes. And did, really? they, yes. did they have to weigh the sand afterwards? How oh much my they, God. They should have been weighing. Good. How much did you get? How much did you get? <laughs> <laughs> they should have been weighing themselves before and after. Before and after. How, how much many grams of sand, sand was up their ass? It's idiotic. And um, so he gives them, at the end of each whatever, he gives them a rose. And if they get a rose, they get to go through to the next round. And if they don't get a rose, they get to go home crying. Is it rating well? Does anyone know? No. Not the ratings rating well. dive. I thought it might. So the first right. episode, people watched it and then 
they obviously had a brain in their head and went, good God, what is this horror? The horror! Is it because but people think can see that, that this is all made up now? This guy's, what, just been cast because he's... Handsome. He's handsome. Is he handsome like Lee Schreiber? Supposedly. Is handsome as Lee Schreiber? Handsomer than Lee Schreiber? No, no, no. I find this man repulsive. He's like an underwear. He looks like an underwear model sort he of does, guy. Yeah. So they've just gone, okay, we'll get him to The Bachelor. He's got stubble. He's, 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 he's a pretty big He's classically beautiful, I guess. I guess women, yeah, would find him attractive. Bit of, bit of floppy hair action going mm, on. Yeah. I think that's to cover his wingnut ears, though. <laughs> I just think right. he's... Right. Anyway, I shouldn't be bagging how he looks. It doesn't matter how he looks. No. Like, he's, he's been presented as an attractive man, and Hot he is he's tall and dark and handsome, whatever. But often they refer to the, the, the people in reality shows as the cast, not as Exactly. The They're contestants. all fitting it. So they've got, like, even the women are, are cast, so... There's like, you know, there's a, a bit of an ethnic variation, you know, like there was in the first episode, of course, you know, the black woman didn't get a rose. Um, and then last night, the young Chinese girl got sent home. And so now it's all white, blonde, brunette, whatever. Very waspy. And, um, and there, but there's a kooky, there's a kooky woman who's, who the other girls are all hating because they're like, if he spends more time with her, he's like totally going to find out that she's mental. She's so mental, and she actually is the only one that's even remotely likable because she's she seems like a normal human being. Was maybe. she the one that was that went she up was like, to him I'm over during it. the party I'm twice over this. in the first no no episode? no oh. last night this week yeah um, she was going you know what I haven't even spoken to him I don't care whatever I'm over it and was just going to leave the the party <laughs> and I was thinking. Has someone briefed her on the uh, the game? Like <laughs> they would, the, the, um, they would. Yeah, there'd be producers what, what, interrupt. What's the prize? Is it just to to because they they all talk about wanting to get married? Like, there must like be money else. because there's a. But these women are attractive. Some of them are successful. Some of them are like made up. They have made up um, occupations like fit model. What yes, the f so is a fit model? <laughs> What is it? Is it a model that's fit? Like model sporting wear? You've got different sorts of models, of course. Right. Aaron, okay. Come on. Uh, I think know. there's a hand model in there. There's lingerie models. Yeah. Bikini <laughs> models and fit models. They probably do like no lycra and stuff. They model lycra and um, equipment and, spo- and you <laughs> know and like well, walkers. What are those um, joggers? They <laughs> yeah, model <right>. joggers. <laughs> cross trainers. Cross trainers and the you know the ones that you attach to the door. Mm. Late right. night. Late night stuff. Anyway, there's a 26-year-old doctor, and she's gorgeous. What's she? And all she cares about is, I just want to find the man I want to, I'm going to marry. Why? Because she's probably working late nights. So she's probably helping people live. Yeah, and then whatever. She doesn't have time to get out there the girl, to the bars and clubs. There was a, at, in the kick-out episode, I don't know, every episode is probably a kick-out episode, right, because someone gets I in. I think so. But there's the girl going home in the cab, and like there's doing the... She's her voice is is the voiceover is you know while the cab's pulling away and it's her and it's her saying, you know what, love is just around the corner. You know, I'm 28. I know I'm 28 and I'm looking for love and I just know that it's going to come to me eventually. I'm just going to keep my heart open. It's like you're 28. Go shag as many people as you can and don't get tied down. What are you doing looking for a yeah. husband? I just I just find it. Awful. Mm. I find everything about it awful. Is it's like it this that thing like every woman wants to be a princess? Is it like a really mainstream yes, it's dream? disgusting. For... They're all like, I just want a big wedding and I want a family, I want a husband and kids. I want a, I want a man to protect me. Maybe maybe this is what we've come to in 1950s Australia. Somebody, I was reading, <laughs> uh, there was an article, I don't remember what it was on actually, but there was an article about it and how disappointing it is that these women now at this point in time are still spouting this absolute crap. 
Hey, I think we're going back to traditional values, Marion. Mm. We Look. did. I remember, like, after September 11, like, in the Western world, there was this big thing that kind of turned toward, like, nostalgia television became really popular and stuff because everybody was kind of like, what's going on in the world? There's, there's going to be a war. There's going to be... Everything was really weird. And so nostalgia television made this big comeback and people were going back to doing things like... From childhood and whatever, like the 80s. Smoking while you're pregnant. Sort of yeah, stuff. yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm. No seatbelts in the car. Oh, like, we're oh, all going to die yeah. anyway. But um, this is, I think, I think that this return to this, you know, I just want to be a housewife. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a housewife. That is, you know, like a... A, um, a dream, an aspiration. Yeah. Enough and for, it's for sick- women it today. It is sickening. Mm. Yeah. And... Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say the fact that it's being presented to us in this reality show and we're supposed to just watch it and go, and, 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 and you know, barrack, barrack for one or other of the girls when they're being their catty, most spiteful, most bitchy, best, and it's revolting. It makes us look bad. The producers would be sitting there. They'd egg it They'd all love they'd it. Oh, it yeah, because be you in. can tell that the scenarios have been set up. Like, the, mm. the, there was he was outside sitting with one of the girls in one of the episodes, and it was so obvious that the other two women had been told to go and mm. butt in on the conversation, like, because they were really feeling awkward about it, and they didn't look like they wanted to do it, but they were kind of like, oh, you go, you go. Like, no, you go first. No, mm. you go so, yeah, it's, it's all constructed, it's whatever, but it's but disgusting. They could say, look, we're, we're the, obviously they're shooting the date right now. We'd love you guys to have some interaction with him. Um, unfortunately, we haven't allocated any time, but if you guys go and interrupt, that would work really well for the story. Why don't you – we could try that. We'll just, you know, you go and do it. You say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, and then they film it. It's all it's, – they call it soft scripting mm. now. Yeah. Soft scripted reality. I don't know if The Bachelor is one of those. What was that one that was the uh, the Australian one? Oh, God, The Jersey Shore, but it Jersey wasn't Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah. No, but the, it Shire. Wasn't. The, the Shire. The Shire. Get yeah. real people and just that write the storylines. so bad. Yeah, mm. the scripting on that was so obvious. There was this one scene in that. Can I just tell you about this one scene in The Shire? There was this one scene where the guy and his girlfriend, his best mate and his girlfriend didn't get along. They didn't like each other. And so he and his best mate and his girl were in the car and they were going to, they were just driving along the road and he said you know what i'm just gonna stop at the shops and so he pulls over the car at the um, milk bar and he's like do either of you two want anything i'm just gonna grab some milk or something and they kind of look at each other like i can't believe we're gonna be in the car alone and you know look to him like don't leave us and then of course he goes into the shop and they're left in the car alone to and and they're parked yeah perfectly lit car spot For all camera angles. Yeah. Just really <laughs> convenient. perfectly lit and everywhere they go. convenient that he was desperate for a drink for a big M. Yeah. Like, just really convenient. Yeah. If, uh, if people want to make up their own minds, The Bachelor is on Channel it's 10 been, no, currently. It, it's, yeah, it's on Channel 10, but it's been moved because of the ratings. Um, so it's been it's moved to, to Wednesday nights. Oh. No, no, it's, it was on Sunday nights. It was their tent pole show, mm, Channel And now 10. It's, they're shoving it to Wednesday. It sounds like Channel 10 are in lots of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tuddy, welcome to Box Cutters. Uh, welcome to the team. Uh, thank you for having me. Now, now you <laughs> wanted to uh, come in and uh, and let off a bit of steam in this angry old man. I've got a bit of steam. It's uh, the Justine Clark. I can't remember her character. It's so yesterday. Bernadette. Bernadette. Great show. I loved the program. I watched all episodes. Uh, I just think the writing for Bernadette's character was very uh, lax or lame or just too soft. Um, 
I could see where they were trying to go with her character, the Northcote or you know, St Kilda, you know, I drink, you know, biodynamic coffee that's come out of a cat's backside type thing. But, I mean, for mine, there just weren't enough green milk crates in the <laughs> thing. It was just... She was too soft. Uh, Dave Dobbin's choice of song for, you know, the school concert or whatever was, I mean, come on. No one from Northcote or St Kilda is going to recommend it, you know, it'd be a Ramones song or something, even though you can buy that at Kmart these days. But um, I just think that, you know, they just went way too soft with Bernadette. It was the one character that I didn't like in the whole program. Uh, Like I said... Enjoyed the program, but Bernadette was just way too soft. Uh, I mean, the coffee thing, you know, they do Still things with coffee fine. with... What do people do these days? You know, it's been put through a cat and it's come out of a cat's backside and, you know, you pay $50 for a cup of chai and latte or something. And You know, I mean, I've, I tried feeding coffee beans to my cat. didn't work. <laughs> um, I've got those little Robert Tim's coffee bags i got the cat to lick that it didn't work um, still very calm for a um oh, for an angry man, an angry and man. It's just it's 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 boiling it's bubbling uh and you get to the end credits well <laughs> here we go we, we get to the end credits i mean I, I don't know this is a production thing that i think abc sbs which is what a, you know the majority of what i watch they've taken a leaf out of the commercial networks you know, and this, this is a shout out to all the people who design the end credits for a lot of these programs. You know, telemovies and and shows and the like. And uh, within a nanosecond of the show finishing, we just you know we sit back and you know interpret the show and go, mm, that was great. Coming up next, you know, next week. Oh, we're going to watch this in. Oh, coming up next. Oh, yeah, this is on next week. <laughs> Hold on, just take five. I just want to <laughs> absorb this show and see. You know, feel and analyse, and but I mean, I've already been told with a little pop up five minutes before the end of the show that this is what's on next, and then you know the credits. Like all those people, all those hard people who've worked on the show, get minimised up into the corner of the screen, and it it, it pisses me off. Quite frankly, it's uh, I don't know where they're going with it. I mean, there's credit due to all these people who had input to the show, and uh, they just get canned. I think we should uh, start a petition or something, because yeah. it shits me. Daddy, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit scared that that you've got all that pent up fury that we could we could hear the emotion in your voice there. It's bubbling. I, I, I hope you didn't pop any veins in here. Yeah. No, no, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. I didn't want to didn't want to scare the, the listeners. So yeah. we'll, we'll catch up again next week. Absolutely. Marion, if you were to watch something this week, tell us what to watch. So I would recommend uh, last night on the ABC was a made-for-TV movie, an accidental soldier, mm-hmm. and um, it was fantastic. Did you tune in and you were uh, disappointed there was no The Time of Our Lives left? No, no, I knew that that was all over. Um, but so this is a made-for-TV movie, and Julia Zemiro um, is in it as well, um, doing her awesome French accent. 
she wasn't French. driving the AH. I mean, her awesome French. She speaks awesome. Taking French. the accidental soldier around, looking at where he grew up and stuff. <laughs> right? so, um, so a different show. So it's about on the Western Front in World War One, an Australian on the run finds unexpected love with a grieving farm wife who tries to protect him from the war that has shattered both their lives. It's a beautiful story. It was so well made. So you can watch it on iview this week and make abc cry because as we spoke about last week iview liability bandwidth costs Mm. rachel i'm really really excited because the mindy project season two is premiering this week Mm -hmm. Uh, i've actually already got a sneak preview of the first episode because it's been released online is that because you're friends with mindy yeah because we're like like that. I don't know what that actually you meant. That was like a horse. She punched her fists together with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Dave. Um, love Mindy. We'll, we'll tune into that. Yep. I, 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 I've watched Scattered. I'm hoping more can come back at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you done it again? <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who, who mentions Julia Zamiro? Julia Zamiro's Home Delivery is starting on oh, ABC. So this is oh, Wednesday, the 18th of September at 9.05pm, they reckon. So she'll just follow people around, go to their hometowns, have a chat to them. She gets them in a car and, and they drive around where they Well, I'm not sure if it's a car. I think that was just the promo that she's in a car. But I, yeah, I think she, they do drive around to talk about some of their childhood stories, where they came from, where they grew up. Is uh, this another ABC Light Entertainment uh, mm. show, Dave Lawson, that you've been involved? Not involved in you, it. Not in it. You haven't been one of the people mm, this time? Not in it. Oh. Oh. De- definitely What's not. What's going on there? You I, didn't get a ride. You didn't mm, hitch a ride. You should exactly. have just stood on the side of the road with your thumb out. Exactly. What am I talking about? I, I hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Let's not watch it. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I like these sorts of... Oh, where are they? Who are they? I think they've got a picture of Carl Barron on there. I know Alan Bro has he was on done that. one as well. So. But these are like the same... New, these, these are the same people that were on that Pictures of You one... You know, pictures of you, yep. where mm. they had to bring in pictures from their childhood mm. and tell their story. Is Aunt Do on it? I bet Aunt Do's on it. <laughs> I don't know. You might be. No, I don't know. He's very uh, big in Sydney. But I was okay. mm. keen, to, keen to see that. That's what I'll be watching. So I'll be on be that. watching that too. Wednesday night, catch it up on iView. After a bit of Gruen, you can watch some Gruen, hey? Mm, I love a bit of Gruen. Are you on Gruen, Dave? Nah. nah what do you think? I'm not on here. Now, I'm not going to... Uh, to uh, tell Breaking Bad viewers how to suck eggs, so I'm not going to say anything about how amazing I've heard this week's mm. show Breaking Bad is. Ah, that's also why I watched Ray Donovan the third episode. It was announced that there's going to be a prequel to Breaking Bad about Saul. With Saul, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, it's a prequel about like him starting and, his oh, business. Great. I love that guy. And Augustus might be back in, in that as well. Oh, which, ones was, which one's Augustus? He was the, the chicken company owner. Oh, Gustavo. Gustavo, oh. you mean? Yeah, no, Gus. Augustus is in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gloop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Augustus Gloop. Which would be a good show as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the prequel to that, How We Got Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito. It's just, Sorry, it's just fil- fil- film footage of a seven-year-old going around eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> Cats. <laughs> so, a New Girl is back. Oh. New Girl's kind gave, of my, I gave kind, up on you. Kind of, uh, really? Oh, no. yeah. what? Oh, I binged. Uh, so I, I it's so it had a bit of a mid-season break there, and and I kind of lost track of it. But then I, I got them all back, and mm. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Schmidt yeah, right. is just I love magic. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and Zoe Deschanel, best. she's so 
cute. She's gorgeous. She's lovely to look at. Did you run into her once? Yeah. I was getting a plane <gasps> from LA to New York and I was standing in the line and this woman came and like pushed in front of me and I was like, what the fuck? And, um, and then I, she was standing in front of me. I was like, this, is, this person has the best hair. That is the best hair. I wanted to touch her hair. And then she turned around a bit and I was like, this woman has the best skin. That's like porcelain skin. It's almost translucent. And then she turned around properly and was like looking past me. And I went, those are the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. This woman is amazingly beautiful. And then I thought, she looks a little bit familiar actually. And um, it was Zoe Deschanel. But she pushed in front of you? She pushed in front of only because she was VIP and so oh. it was like she was allowed to board she before me. Like she, they'd already okay. been called and she was running late and whatever, who cares. But she was with the chick from – she was with – oh, I can't think of who the other – but the other woman Jennifer was Love from Hewitt. TV as well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Someone on TV. <laughs> no. uh, quick, let's just shout out names. Yeah. Too much, too much just, all Cheryl Burnett. She was Wait. with another person from television that, were, that Molly was, Shannon that was just in the shadow of her shining light of beauty. Aww. But you wouldn't think that she would be more attractive in real life. Like you would think that she'd maybe have spots on her face or something. But no, she yeah. was just this beautiful thing, shining light everywhere, and it was disgusting. No, no, it was lovely. It was lovely. Oh, another new segment. Marion, uh, who is your crush of the week for this week? Okay, it was tough this week because the guy from An Accidental Soldier is really adorable and his character makes you love him. And so I did develop mm-hmm. a little bit of a crush on him. But I've actually gone with a neighbour's boy. I checked A neighbour's boy? I checked his age so that I'm not a paedophile. Um, uh, now, so it's not the one from the time <laughs> of our lives. No. And I've always been in love with Scott Major, who plays Lucas on Neighbours, but who played Rivers, thanks Dave for that, mm-hmm. in Heartbreak High years and years ago. So I've, I've had a crush on him forever. So he's just a constant crush. But this week's crush is a guy called, well, the character's called Mason Turner. The actor's Taylor Glockner. And um, so he's going out with Kate Ramsey. If anybody's watching and knows the storyline, nobody watches but me. It's just me. It's just me that watches Neighbours. (laughs) And and this week, well, actually last week, to be honest, I only catch an episode here and there, but he was doing something showing that he was a good person. And I think it was like a change for his character because he'd been in trouble and stuff. He's a heavy with a heart of gold. It's just mm. like Ray Donovan. Yeah, except yeah. he's a little and adorable. So, corruption on him. <laughs> so, what? Rachel. Yes, Where have we gone wrong this week? You didn't necessarily get anything wrong, but I just thought I'd expand on a couple of points here. Uh, when it comes to Hamish McDonald, the guy from Channel 10, yep. he's actually a serious reporter, mm. even though that he's he worked on Channel 10. He's a full-blown journalist. Actual journalist. He, he actually used to work for Al Jazeera. Mm-hmm. He won, won, he's won a couple of awards. He's won the Young Journalist of the Year Award 2008 from the Royal Television Society in London. So, serious mm-hmm. journalist. Also won a Walkley Award, which is basically the... The one that's no longer worth anything, yeah? Mm. In any case... Uh, so, so, he's a serious journalist. He's a serious like, He's journal. not just a sports journalist. Who knew? I did. That's good. So uh, David won. knew. I did so not. So he's one to watch. Yeah. Like he I did might, say yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's yeah. the real deal. He might be doing yeah. something really exciting in the future. So, but he's just going on holidays. He's, he's stopped being a journo. 
Yeah. Or has he stopped being a journo? Has he just stopped working for Channel 10? No, no, he was looking at his options. So he won the Walkley Award in 2012 uh, for his work on the project and his investigation into people smuggling. The other fact was uh, that you wanted me to check on Let the Blood Run Free. Peter Rosethorn actually was in every episode of Let the Blood Run Free. And um, the thing that was interesting about that show was that viewers would actually vote on where the storyline would go at the end of mm. every episode. I didn't know that. Uh, I think, yeah. So, so it, was it was like a binary option. They could go one way or the other. Yeah, it was It was the first uh, yeah, case of interactive yeah. television. Now it wouldn't have been SMS v- voting, though, would it? No, people actually had to ring in. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, now we have heaps of interactive television where people vote. They're all over the place. Um, the other thing that I thought that nobody mentioned was when you talked about Julia Zamiro, um, I think it, it's just really important to mention that she's a babe. Mm, she's, she's really amazing. hot. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ah, pork. Dave! Does anyone want to hear what the sound of someone finding a pocket on their jacket sounds like? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just found a pocket. Whoa! Wow! That's Virgin pocket. Or did you just rip into the lining of your jacket? (laughs) (laughs) May have just ripped into the lining of my jacket. Ah. (laughs) No, that's a secret pocket. Wow. Just found some new pockets on my jacket. That awesome. He's so excited. Well, I found this pocket before while you're talking about Julia Zamiro. Yeah. I found one pocket, and I didn't want to be too noisy about it because I was just picking away. Because you know when they sew pockets up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, I found out why they sew pockets up. And I always thought, why the hell are they sewing these pockets up? They should be advertising there's a pocket there. So people don't so try they don't and get stuff at the store and, and no, leave stuff in the pockets? It's to keep the shape of yeah, the j- so it looks good on a hanger. Can I just or- say exactly. that you look really weird with your hands in those They're really high. <laughs> They're too high, these They're pockets, really aren't they? High. Yeah. They're like booby pockets up there. But the point is, I found new pockets. I've had this jacket. Oh, yeah, there you go. I've had this jacket for a year now, over a year now, and I never knew these pockets that were there until I came in tonight and started picking away. And then it's like an old school duffel coat. Picked Mm. a little bit more, and then I I think the problem is that you've just ruined the jacket now. Ruined? Yeah, because you put your hands in. Let us have a yeah. Yeah, it's Mm. just ruined now. You have to sew them back up. Sat nice and flat before, and, and now, now it looks like a stupid jacket. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst night of my life. <laughs> I thought I was, uh, it's a sad story. I was picking away. Box cutters. Yes, pick, pick, pick. Oh, these are good. Like oh, I, I should have just left a little bit because that could have been a nice little secret pocket to hide stuff in. You know what, Dave? Throw it out. Throw it out. It's worth nothing now. It's time. It's getting. We're moving out of the cold, cold months. Yeah. True. By, by next season, yeah. uh, that that kind of bloomy view around. No, no, around you can't wear it now. She's saying blooming now. It kind of blooms out when <laughs> when you crush. I can't say from the side, but from the side it looks stupid, doesn't it? It's a bit puffy. Yeah. I was going to suggest that you donate it to the Red Cross Society, but they actually they have want these, it. Yeah, they wouldn't. They've got standards. Why are you giving us that crap? That's right. It blooms out at the sides. Yeah. They'd say. <laughs> <laughs> that would have, that would have put it. Don't sit which flat. dickhead unpicked the pockets? That, they shouldn't even be there. Too high for yeah. pockets. Obviously, it's just a fashion jacket. Ruined jacket. Hey, something that I didn't mention during our uh, Ray Donovan review. I'm not sure if you guys got the same version. I, I was looking at uh, recordings that friends had sent over from the states from mm-hmm. Showtime, mm-hmm. and um, while while there were there was quite a bit of credit time 
on each of the shows yes. and, and uh, generally kind of mu- moody music going on at the mm. time. Um, it would kind of get a minute or two into the credits and then the, the screen would go kind of quarter size and they would bring up coming up on the right. through the season of yes. Ray Donovan. Mm. Far, far, far too many spoilers. It's just really? outrageous how many spoilers are in there. Yeah. Like I, I, so I had to start cutting it off and going straight to the next episode yeah. because I, I made the mistake once of, of watching it and like they were showing stuff from four episodes away. <gasps> that was really disappointing. Mm. I don't know why they do that uh, apart from wanting people to know the story. Why do people do sucks. anything it sometimes? Then why would you need to watch it because you already know what happens? And you're expecting it to come up and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's very irritating. As, as well as squishing down the credits which, which is very disrespectful. Disrespectful to the story. Mm. To it's enough to make a person spoilers. very angry. Full of rage. We've learnt a lot on uh, box cutters. What have we today. learned this week, Dave? We've learnt to show the credits at the end of a show. It's, everyone needs their credit. True. Their credit, credit. Give credit where credit is due. Remember when Channel Ten were showing no credits and just saying go to channel ten dot com dot au and to see the credits for this show? No, they yeah. really were doing that. I remember that. that yeah. Oh wow! I also learnt. If something looks like a pocket, it might be a pocket. <laughs> it might not be a pocket. Don't fucking unpick it because you'll ruin a good jacket. But at least you can put your hands in your pockets. They're too high. I look like a Important oh. thing. <laughs> you look like you're fondling your own breasts. Maybe I am. Maybe there's lower pockets. Hang on a second. <laughs> no. So there's nipple pockets and bum mm. pockets? <laughs> yeah, that's... That's what he I don't think he was going for his bum. Rachel, uh, we, we talked about John Richards' Fringe show last week. Oh, yeah. You've got something coming up? I do. I've got, I've got a little bit of something coming up on October 1st. I'm doing uh, just a seven-minute segment in a show called Our Little Stories. So what I'm doing is I'm getting up on stage and I'm telling a personal story. And the theme of that particular evening is sexy time. Oh, really? So, oh, re- re- yes. Oh, really? Really, yes. So if you want to, to, to see me up on stage talking about sexy times that I have actually had in my life, wow. come along October 1st to our little stories at the Imperial Hotel on the corner of Burke Street and Spring Street, Melbourne. And um, there are going to be a, a lot of other great comedians like who are actually coming along to, to do that. I don't know which night everyone's doing it, but they, they've got Neil Sinclair, Tommy Dasilo, Nicholas J. Johnson, Andy Matthews, Victoria Healing, Ben J and um, hosted by Nat Harris. So, so just to paraphrase, go to the Imperial Hotel for Sexy Times with Rachel on October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> People may take that the wrong way, or they no. may not, Marion. <laughs> Where does the queue start? We shall see. <laughs> it, it feels like we're back to normal. It feels like the team has come together and, and we're really developing now. Hooray! Um, somebody did uh, ask over the week if they should... Apply the box cutters rule of three to box cutters two point one. I said yes, definitely, and I think everything that we needed to do the setup stuff has been done now, and we're going to have a corker of an episode next week. Wait, today was exposition, Mm. and then the next time is plot. Mm. And what we really want is for people to interact with us, like we, you know, comment on the posts and do like watch the shows that we are going to review and give us information because I want to stay I want to say stuff that's not idiotic and <laughs> I can take your comments and pretend like they're mine so do that yeah we want we want Talk to know to what us. you reckon we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we're on the blog uh, if you want to send us emails go to the contact us page on the blog at boxcutters.net or send it to hooray boxcutters use the internet 
talk to us. Yes, use the hooray. internet. But wait, can I just clarify something? That really? that's hooray spelled H O O R A Y? Because mm-hmm. I believe there are several different alternate spellings of no, no, that's the other correct Yeah, there's hurrah. hooray. Like H O O R A H. W H. Is it H U R A Y? Other also. Hooray. It's no. not hurry, hooray, hooray, no. R-A-Y. No. That's no, just wrong. And that brings us to the end of Fox Sitters episode 352. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for uh, coming in. Thank you, Brett. With us this week have been... Marion Blythe. Rachel Howe. I'm David Lawson. Thanks for having me. And I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters thanks 3 R, the greatest radio station in the world, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. The show is produced by Brett Cropley with Marion Blythe, Rachel Howe, Chris Rankin, Chris Tuddy, and the very handsome Dave Lawson. Brett Cropley records, edits, and produces the audio. Peter Wilson keeps everything nicely greased up on the internet end. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell three friends, write emails, post on Facebook, and tweet about us. It means so much to us and spreads the word. Send us your thoughts, feelings, and deepest secrets through the Contact Us form on the blog at boxcutters.net. Thanks, as always, to Josh Canal. It's all kind of different without you. So, Marion, apparently we were both wrong. Yeah, you're totally wrong because I've just looked on dictionary.reference.com forward slash browse forward slash H-O-O-R-A-Y and down at the bottom it does tell me that an alternate spelling of hooray is H-U-R-R-A-Y. We don't accept alternates. I'm, I'm not sure about your sources there. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't like it either. Uh, we, want, we want Merriam-Webster or whatever the hell. I, I know who I know who is the major it's authority dictionary. on... dictionary.com. No, it's, no. You know who the worldwide authority on this stuff is? Who? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.